0: Good day. Welcome. You are listening to Conversations from the Porch, with your host, author, researcher, and intrepid truth-teller, Jack Hart. Jack is looking at the forest through the trees somewhere on the Cumberland Plateau. Now, from the porch, here's Jack Hart.
1: Here we are. Outside of Crossville, Tennessee, on the Cumberland Plateau, it's freezing cold. And by next week, Mrs. Hunter is telling me, it's going to be two below zero here. I, I think I'm going to move back to New York. It's much warmer. It's tropical compared to this place. It's hard to believe, 850 miles south, and and the winters are brutal. The winters, are, at least they are now. Uh, well, the topic for today will be. America has fallen, and she can't get up. Uh, This election's coming up here. Oh, my God, what a menagerie of mutts we're going to have here. Uh, Now it's becoming more and more apparent that uh, Barry Obama, the globalist pig who started the the real decline of America, uh, he made W look like a statesman, and he's on his fourth term now. He on. Uh, well, he's looking for his fourth term. He's on his third term because he's the puppeteer behind CGI Joe Biden. And he's decided that he will run his boyfriend, the transvestite, Michelle Obama, Michelle Michael Obama. Uh, i seen Sky News say, oh, we have absolute proof that Michelle is a man. Then I watched it. It was on Seja Quay. And uh, they, they had nothing. They had nothing. Well, I have absolute proof. He has a penis. Did you see the picture of him in the dress? He has shoulders like a middle linebacker. He's six foot three. Come on, come on. You don't know a transvestite when you see one. Hey, a voice like oh my god. Uh, we're not enough of a man. A laughing star with a senile old man don't know where the podium is in the presidential speech. Now, now we're going to have a now we're going to have a transvestite. A, tr- a six foot three transvestite uh, it will be the new president if they manage to steal the election from. Uh, our hero, the Iron Jesus. And the Iron Jesus, he says he's going to round up these 15 million insurgents because it's beginning to look more and more like they are insurgents. Uh, Phil is going to get into that with the uh, Mike Adams uh, uh, video that uh, was given to us by Black Lives Matter, actually. Uh, and uh, I, I sat across from one in the airport. Uh, you know, uh, this is a skinny, Ethiopian-type-looking dude with the big lips. Uh about $500 worth of clothes on, a $1,500 iPod, the brand new one, which he was playing with, uh, arrogant look on his face. He actually dropped his passport, and I said, yo, you dropped your passport. And he picked it up without even looking at me and thanking me. Uh, yeah, no, they hate us, and uh, they probably are at some point going to a... a form insurgencies against us. I, I hear that cars are getting burned in mass at, in Long Beach, New York. They don't know who's doing it. Like five, six cars are going up in these parking lots they have outside the hotels. Uh, everybody's afraid to park their uh, cars outside. Uh, and it's only going to get worse from there. Trump says he's going to round up all 15 million of going and deport them. Uh, you know what? Trump said he was going to drain the swamp, too, and he drowned in it. Uh, but, uh, I, I, that orange Jesus... Very best is a coward, and he's not the man for this job. So we're not going to have a choice in 2024. We have no choice. that None at all. We we can, what do you got, DeSantis? You got Ramaswamy? You got that crazy woman, Nakuma, uh, 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 or whatever the hell she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nikki. Yeah, she's uh, Nikki. Numerata. Numerata. That's her name. Uh, but... We we we're not being given any choice at all. Uh, I, I vote Second Amendment. Uh, anybody who wants to start a real insurrection, uh, just contact me. I'll be on the front lines with you. I'll drag this sixty-four year old, sixty-five year old body there. You know, I, I was there. I was there in Richmond, on the last uh, on Martin Luther King Day, which is coming up tomorrow, I think, or the next day. And uh, that was the last hurrah for American, uh, real Americans. Uh... And I wish they'd set it off then because a month later they instituted the uh, the COVID fiasco, which I, I'm sure they saw they had to do something because they had no control over the populace. There were 100,000 people in Richmond armed to the teeth and uh, they could have stormed that capital anytime they wanted to. Uh, the sheriffs were running it and uh, the actual sheriffs of the counties were running this, this demonstration and it was a demonstration of the people's power. Uh, so after that, their remedy, their remedy was to institute the uh, COVID era, uh, and it's, it's worked very well for them. Uh, You've got a lot of blacks now, uh, Black Lives Matter came out in support of them, that are going to vote for Trump. Uh, and their remedy is now they're going to run uh, the transvestite, Michael Obama. Uh, and, 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 and the dummies, the dummies, the really stupid blacks, are going to vote for, for, for it just because it's black. Uh, and I, uh, to me it's it's uh, that's gonna be a slur on all black people. Uh, you, you know, this is what you got Your transvestite, it's your hero. Uh I remember when black people used to beat them on site. Uh now, now they now they're gonna vote for them. Uh I, I I just we got this thing going on with Yemen. The Saudi Arabians are fighting Yemen for uh how long, five, six years? Uh getting nowhere with them. Uh these are a very rare creatures, The Yemenis are they, uh, an Arabs, Arabs with, with balls, uh, and uh, they they they're tough people. Uh, and now, uh, CGI Joe has launched an attack on them. Uh, without congressional approval and it's really funny because the democrats are up in arms he did this without congressional it's a violation of the constitution (laughs) they've been peeing on the constitution since 2020 uh you know now that now they're upset uh it's i i you know i'm trying to just stay out of this at this point i you know concentrate on 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 what the book i'm writing and uh what i know best which is theology and magic uh Phil's been following it, uh, and uh, I was forced to follow it, but only to my cousin who sits there watching Newsmax 24-7. Newsmax is obviously an Israeli station. Uh, And uh, I I, I think Phil has has, has a lot of things he'd like to say. I mean, the guy fought 25 years for this country. I'm sure he doesn't like what he's seeing, uh, what he fought for going up in smoke. Like I said, America's born, and she can't get up. So, you got any ideas on how to get her up? <laughs> well, first, I want to
0: uh, give you something to think about as we progress through this. Um, you know, you're concentrating on theology and magic, and and I know that the, the book is is a priority in your mind, but how? is this, and you don't have to answer right to this minute, but how is this from a theologic and, and magical standpoint related? How, how is theology and, and magic related to what we're seeing?
1: Oh, well, I can answer it right now. Uh, <laughs> this is a simulation, and we are being punished I mean, not just America, the entire West, for what we did to Germany in World War II. That's why I believe China is going to come out on top of this. Because China is the only ones who did not perpetrate atrocities against the National Socialist Government of Germany. And that's why China is skating on top right now. That's, it's that simple. It's that simple. Uh, so, e- even Japan was supposed to be Germany's ally. What did they do? What did, they, did, they, did they open up another front on the in the east so, so Russia could be held back from the counter? No, they did not. Japan stuck a big dagger right in Germany's back. No. China is the only country with no German blood on our hands. Think about it. This is a simulation. We're being punished, folks. Go ahead, Phil that
0: That was inter- interesting your response because one of my notes today is is um, talking about the different players in this uh, fractal hologram that we find ourselves floating around in. this uh, holodeck, if you will. Um, I, I certainly um, see a lot of that in everything that's that's moving out there. And I also see a lot of uh, artificial intelligence involved in the randomness of the chaos. Um, so I'm going to shift gears a little bit um, and and talk about the Mike Adams uh, whistleblower named Red Dawn, who... Uh, was on the Mike Adams show in in late December, talking about his experiences on our southern border, and um, I'll preface that with the the northern border has seen a huge increase of apprehensions of Russians, Chinese, different um, insurgents, Middle Eastern <laughs> folks, no
1: getting away from it, <laughs> and
0: and it is. Uh, and my, my whole thought behind this, and I'm going to use one word that I hit Jack up with a couple of days ago on the way back from the airport, colony. Um, there, there's a uh, development in Houston that I heard about uh, on the radio, uh, one of the talking heads talking about it. Um, there's 70,000 lots those lots are being sold to for the most part non-governmental agencies this is a a town the size of our county that's being built outside of houston and that town is called colony ridge and when you think about who those are being built for who's getting the fifteen hundred dollar iphones who's getting the $500 $500 worth of clothes and $5,000 worth of cash to come to the U.S. Um, it comes down to um, the end game is colonization of the United States by the uh, folks from south of the border, from Africa, and mostly, just like it was with Australia, they're sending their Criminals, um, so that that's what we're up against is a, is an effort by the powers behind this game to overrun the United States, colonize the United States, and put it in a third world position. Um, why, why, and how they do that seems pretty simple to me, especially as soon as I heard that. Um, in Arizona, the uh, the people coming in El Paso, not Arizona. in El Paso, the people coming across the border in El Paso are Russians. The people coming across the border in Arizona are Chinese. That's primarily who they're stopping. Now, the other border points along the Texas, New Mexico, Arizona border, California border, you're seeing the South American criminals the dregs of their society being turned out and put on buses up into Mexico so they can come across our border. Um, they're deporting their criminals to the United States and and that is so that they can colonize. Now what does that look like is the real question when, when Russia or China or the U.S. Uh, has a trigger, uh, and that trigger could be um, the Chinese have decided if the U.S. brings two carriers to Taiwan, we're going to activate our assets in the United States. Or the U.S. says, okay, we're going to give Ukraine a bunch of uh, backpack nukes so they can send their teams into Uh, Russia and and blow up Russian infrastructure, whatever the triggers happen to be for the country of origin of these groups that are coming into the United States, that trigger will set those groups off. And I I spent quite a bit of time thinking about what special operations groups, uh, special teams like that, uh, are capable of. Uh, and, and when you think about it, some of the, the immediate things to come, that came to mind that they are capable of doing on a very low-level tactical scale would be uh, assassinations of local leaders to cause fear, assassinations coordinated uh, in time across the space of the United States. For instance, the governor of um, Texas, the governor of Tennessee, the governor of Florida, and the the governor of South Dakota all taken out within five minutes of each other. That would certainly be a coordinated attack. Everybody would know it was a coordinated attack. If the teams died, well, their families are taken care of and they know that. These teams, uh, for the most part, at least Um, the Russian teams, and quite likely the the Chinese teams, don't have the uh, suicidal tendencies that you might see out of people from the Middle East. Uh, So those teams would go in, do what they're going to do, and do their best to get out. Those are small teams. Those are six, eight, ten, twelve-man teams uh, that would be, doing those kinds of operations, sabotage operations. Now, Jack and I have talked and we've talked on on the podcast about different types of sabotage operations, one of those being uh, EMPs. And the more I think about it, the more I think EMPs aren't going to go. Um, because then there would be no means of communicating to the american people well we've taken over you might as well just lay down your arms because they're going to attempt to communicate that because they have to have command and control over the population and they they uh, barring a full-scale invasion which i'll get to in a minute um, that uh communication to the people is what is going to whip up that fear, um, whip up the terror in the minds of everyday people. So what are more likely targets uh, that would be totally disruptive to human life uh, in the United States and feed that fear? Well, one of those targets uh, very well could be uh, water supplies, food supplies. Oh, this sounds like something that was happening during the COVID era. All the uh, hundreds of of, uh, food processing plants being shut down by fires and and bombs and explosions and so on. So, you know, I think about the the lower level uh, targets that would allow for maintaining communications but would just freak everybody out if you couldn't get food you couldn't get clean water you had no uh, electricity in your part of the country take out a power plant out west you may only take out four or five states well the rest of the u.s is going to know about that take out something non-strategic like uh the state of Utah, and uh, what you have well, Utah is a different story, but I'll use it as an example anyway. Um, but if you take out the electricity in the state of Utah, and you stand up and say, we're colonists from Timbuktu, and we did this without repercussion, and we're going to continue doing it, if all the communications are still available, the whole country knows it and nobody's going to keep it quiet. So the, the whole point is they wish to, to foment fear. That would be the purpose of these teams, the primary purpose, to foment fear and paralyze the American people. Ports, ports of entry, uh, whether it be airports. Or seaports, ports of entry would be a big target. Now let's go one step farther beyond the 10 and 12 man teams to a uh, oh a 300 man team. Now over the last two years, three years, we've seen millions of people come across our border. There's nothing to say that there is not an entire battalion, 300 men um from anywhere in the world in our country that at the drop of a dime, so to speak, or a text, de- 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 send, um they would know what their mission is. And if they they had three or four missions, they would be given uh instruction to go to mission three, execute mission three. Boom. All of these soldiers from all over the country where they've been hanging out enjoying their monies from the non-government organizations in their free phones and hanging out and selling drugs or knocking people off or knocking them over the head or whatever, Um, they come together and and they come together and they assault the uh, port of New Orleans What would happen to the United States if the port of New Orleans was completely shut down? We've seen it before. Oil prices doubled because it's a huge importer of refined oil, gasoline, or diesel. Brownsville in Texas, if, if Brownsville's port was shut down, what would happen? Well, we saw what happened during COVID and people were freaking out. More importantly, let's look at this from a little more strategic standpoint, besides just the fear factor. If I were a, a force of 300 that had another force from an ally, for instance, Russian and Chinese, or, or um, Russian and African, or Chinese and African, and I wish to really shut down the United States, I wouldn't go to San Diego because I've got Marines and Navy in San Diego. I'd go to the port of L.A. I'd take over L.A., the port and the airport. And now, yes, the American Air Force and air defenses and everybody would have to come into play, but if they could hold that space long enough for a division, 12,000 men, to come in from wherever in the world to that port. Now they have a port of entry for an invasion. And they have a ready-made force in the country already. All of those immigrants that got paid to come here. And now we have a full-scale invasion. So there is that potential possibility, especially if you have these teams shutting down so many things at one time and there's total confusion. Do they shut off the communications? Well, let's shut off the internet, but not the cell phones. Or the cell phones and not the internet. That's easy enough to do as well. You go to some of the largest nodes, network nodes, server farms, router farms, these tier one uh, or tier three uh, internet providers, and you just go in and you take it over. There's maybe four people working there or 10 people working there. You go in, you shut the power down. You just turn it off. Will everything be rerouted? Maybe. What if you do four or five of them at one time? You have completely shut off the Internet, but you haven't shut off people's cell phones. So all of these different potential targets that are both tactical and strategic come into play. So, and the reason I bring this up, there, there's several reasons, is one, we're seeing it happen, and we're being prepared for it. Um, but the the other side of that is, what's the be- end game? The end game, of course, is the United States military will be mobilized at home. Well, we're at the lowest levels uh, we have been since after World War Less II. Less
1: than half a million men now.
0: So, we've got less than half a million troops, and we've had an invasion of millions, and I can tell you that uh, a very short, quick invasion force, a division-sized force, coming into, let's call it L.A., could very quickly and easily go from L.A., all the way to St. Louis. Yes, they would. They would certainly come up against some troops, but if they were moving fast, the ones they would come up against um, would certainly have a difficulty. Would they come up against? <laughs> interestingly enough, the Mike Adams interview. The 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 uh, guy that he was talking to called himself Red Dawn. Red Dawn. The movie um, was uh, showing guerrilla warfare against uh, in a fast-moving invading force, Cuban force, from over the border in Mexico. So I think about that, and I think about that quite often because I think about the zombies coming out of the cities, and and when we got zombies coming out of the cities, uh, a group of people in a in a small town or in a county like the one I ha- I happen to live in um, could stop those zombies. But if you have a force that is where you're outgunned and you're outnumbered, your chances, even if you're a guerrilla force, are pretty slim without the support of a U.S. military. So potentially they, uh, they nuke Fort Hood, Fort Bragg, Fort Lewis, easily done with backpack nukes. Backpack nukes have been around since the 60s. Um, they can get people on those posts, take, take a uh, briefcase in, set it off, boom. There goes all that equipment. That's the thing that's uh, the only thing that could stop a, a determined force, Air Force, Well, the Air Force can't stop them on the ground completely. It just ain't going to happen. Air superiority, yeah, they can take them out. But then again, those forces at the same time—if you go to the numbers I'm talking about of coming across the border, one tenth of one percent, you know that's thirty thousand people. If you've got three million have come across the border thirty thousand potential soldiers out there against you able to go to air force bases and army posts and destroy, sabotage, eliminate the heavy equipment yeah. and and then potentially they could take the, some of that heavy equipment as well um, so here we go and I'm doing the same thing potentially by pointing these things out which is um, the, the fear is being put out there in the hearts and minds of people. And, and when it's a fear that you can't see, it's fear of something you can't see, that causes anxiety. Long-term anxiety causes all kinds of things um, in, in people. Irrational behavior, irrational thinking, health problems, and so on. But if you look back at the, the, the fear itself, it's a, it's a fear of what might happen. And, and since you can't see something happening, the, the mind begins to make things up. Well, if they do this and they do that, um, man, that's scary. So they're my target. And, and you hear it out of Washington, you hear it out of Congress all the time. You hear the saber-rattling about China, the saber-rattling about Russia. They're our enemies. Iran is our enemy. Well, not really. It's all about keeping people afraid. And I've said this before, years and years ago, long, a long time ago, before the the East and West Germany were reunited, I was sitting on a train going from Berlin to West Germany. Berlin was 90 miles inside the, uh, the Iron Curtain at that point, point. Um, and we're, I'm just sitting in the train looking out the windows, and we're going through farmland in, in eastern Germany, and it looks like farmland everywhere I'd ever been. There were tractors and farmhouses and barns and animals and crops in the field, and a farmer driving his tractor. You see it all over the world. We saw it in Germany this last week, by the way. Uh, but you see it all over the world. And it struck me. Now, I'm a young soldier whose job it is is to keep the Russians at bay by being in Berlin. Um, and I looked. And, and everybody says, the East Germans are our enemy as well because the Russians control them. And I looked at that farmer and I said, that farmer is the same as every farmer on the planet. He's worried about two things, the weather and getting his crops out of the field so he can fe- feed his family. That's what farmers are worried about all over the planet. What you know? What's the, the war, the conflict about? It's about power. And that's that's the issue that we're up against is the United States and its overlords because there is a uh, a controlling factor we all know there's a controlling factor behind the governments of the planet behind the banks of the planet behind the religions of the planet there are controllers and they're either in the simulation AI controllers and and uh, multiple sided dice rollers, these are all of course inside a computer system, but they, they're random number generators and, and that random number brings up a, uh, a response to a particular situation. Those kinds of things are going on. So there, there's something behind all of this. And that something behind all of this Uh, for centuries, for millennia, has had the term evil attached to it, the opposite of live or live. Um, So we've got an evil out there. And David Webb, who's a super financial analyst, um, has a an essay. It's called a book. It's a little ebook that's free. It'll be linked in the in uh, below this uh, in this post somewhere. Uh, David Webb has looked at this, and and I've heard recently in a number of places he talks about the fact that uh, the World Economic Forum and these other entities have determined that you will have no property. Jack has talked about this. You will own nothing and be happy.
1: i seen it coming seven or eight years ago. The end, the end game here is no property. No, no more property for you. And, and
0: that brings us to the us and them again. Um, they want everyone other than their hand-picked uh, elites uh, whether they be handpicked influencers on the internet, they be handpicked athletes who are easily um, coerced into saying things that they wouldn't really believe or even think about um, as influencers. Advertising agencies started this by doing sponsorships and putting you know names on jackets and so on. Um, So, but David Webb, anyway, getting back to David Webb, this is a mainstream guy. He's got uh, his own radio, syndicated radio show, three hours a day in the morning. He's uh, a Fox News contributor. He's a contributor on a bunch of other news stations. This is a guy that that grew up poor, big black guy. Grew up poor. uh, If I remember right, his dad was a Marine. but the the point being, he's looked at this from the the financial standpoint of why are our banks like the uh, United States Federal Reserve Bank incorporated? Uh, why are they influencing the economy of the the nation and the world in the way they are, which is totally counterintuitive to. Uh, the solutions that were put in place after the Great Depression in 1933. Why would they be doing that? Why is the World Economic Forum coming out and saying, we've got a great reset, nobody's going to own everything, everything will be owned by the state, yada, 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 pure communism. Um,
1: Well, even the commies didn't want you to eat bugs.
0: Well, (laughs) and that, that brings up another point, and I'll get to that in a second. But he, he has done the research, this, this essay shows just how those uh, in the, the power positions have determined that they are going to get everything, they will control everything, they will do nothing other than direct those who have nothing. Uh, They will direct them by providing them food or not, providing them shelter or not, transportation or not, you name it, they will have control of it. That's the plan Um, and of course that is an evil plan because that totally thwarts any individuality, any um, desire on the part of people to better themselves, to, to make a better widget. Uh, the, the whole process we've talked about before. Um, but what we see on, on the back end of this is they're coming out in the open. They have been coming out in the open. Why would they be coming out in the open? Well, I thought for a long time that it was uh, because of universal laws. I don't know if there are any universal laws in, in, a, in a closed environment like a holographic reality. Um,
1: Mike kid was just saying that in the comments.
0: Yeah, I haven't even been on the comments, so I haven't. Anyway, think about it this way that there is a concerted evil effort. There is no doubt. David Webb points it out very well. And and in conclusion what what he sees, and and I think Jack and I've talked about it and, I, and I'm beginning to see it, um, is their desperation of the evil ones. If they were not desperate to stop the United States, why would they not why would they be allowing the invasion and colonization of the United States. Why would the the Congress allow that? Why would they allow the laws to be changed so that your collateral, your house, you've got a loan with a bank, you've paid your house off to the point where you've got 90% equity and the bank has 10% equity. Well, if the bank goes down and goes bankrupt and files suit in federal court for bankruptcy and they don't get a bailout, well, that bank has creditors too. They've borrowed money from bigger banks. Well, those bigger banks are going to take your 10% as collateral against your property. But if they want your property because they own 10% of it, they'll file suit and take it your 90% equity is gone. They changed the laws. The, the laws used to be such that if a bank fails, then you as uh, having collateral through the bank, the collateral reverts back to you. That doesn't, change. It doesn't happen anymore. Automobile loan, you got an auto loan. The auto loan, the bank, finance company, whatever goes down, Well, they had a creditor, that goes to the creditor, and your auto loan is now in the hands of somebody that says, well, because of the clauses and the way the law is written, we're going to confiscate your car. We're gonna repo it because we want to, because this other bank failed. And if you don't go through the whole qualification process again, see where I'm going, they can take everything. One thing I did find out, as a quick side note, yesterday I was doing some research. If you buy gold and you buy more than $12,000 worth or $10,000 worth of gold with cash, it has to be reported to the IRS. If you buy it with a cashier's check, it doesn't have to be reported to the IRS. There's some loopholes in the law that allow people to buy gold with instruments other than cash whereby that amount of gold and that transaction is not reported to the IRS or anybody else in the United States. Look for that to close soon too. Um, Now going back to uh, the Constitution, Jack brought that up earlier. Um, the powers that be, behind everything, are desperate. And that's, that's the ultimate conclusion uh, of David Webb. Uh, it's Jack and I's conclusion. This evil would not be so blatantly out in the open unless they were desperate to win and, and get their plan through to the end or they'd already won. It's one or the other. I, I like to hope in the desperation side of it. Now, what, have, what, what do we have left from all that I've said? We now have a nation where we've had millions and millions and millions of people from the third world who are used to starving, used to not having fresh water or a roof over their head or minimal roof over their head. One set of clothes to last them, you know, ten years or whatever it happens to be. But third-worlders are colonizing this country. If the United States goes without power, um, very little communications, very little law and law enforcement other than the ones in uniform, that are carrying the the big guns, that are backed up by the big guns, all of these things that we see in the third world, home invasions or regular basis, they're already happening here.
1: Happening all over Long Island.
0: Take the U.S. down to a third world country standing, how many of these cushy jobs are going to be gone? How many of the cushy neighborhoods, with your Whole Foods and your uh, specialty markets...
1: No more Trader Joe's!
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Those all go away. What happens? Well, if you can't get fresh water because the water's turned off in your high-rise apartment, that high-rise apartment's not doing you a whole lot of damn good. so you're going to have a lot of these people that are soft, first-worlders that are going to starve. They'll die. And who will be left? The ones that are there to kill them and colonize, of course. What did we do to the red man? We didn't just give kill them with smallpox and bullets. We starved them to death. We took away the buffalo. We took away the elk. So, you know, it's no different today.
1: Applied them with alcohol, just like we're being applied with fentanyl right now.
0: Fentanyl, alcohol, and turning uh, the entire population into uh, gamblers, whether it be gambling on lotteries, gambling on the Internet. Um, I can take anybody's money if I rig the game. So... The the end game here is the U.S. can be turned into a third world country, and as such, third worlders, those coming across the border, are the ones who will thrive and survive because they'll have their choice of houses, they'll have their choice of every bit of clothing and and vehicles that they want that that are left. And and I don't think we can rely on the Constitution. Every country has a constitution, and every country's politicians violate those constitutions. Just look at the shit we see in in Europe and the Middle East. Well, there's
1: massive upheavals right now about the constitutions of Poland and Germany, and and, you know, because we're not the only ones who had our constitution used as toilet paper. uh.
0: Exactly, (laughs) Um, in Canada. Canada is another really oh, good yeah. example. Um, so the end game there is obviously consolidation uh, and and colonization by third worlders of a new third world nation, easily controlled uh, because they they've always been controlled by their third world overlords. Fear not seeing a way out, people getting frightened, anxiety. How do we see that in this country? The number of guns and ammo that's being bought. (laughs) That's one way. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, The uh, ultimate, and I'm going to wrap this up and give it back over to Jack. I've been talking for a long time here. Making a lot of sense. The back end of this is for those who are on the opposite side of the desperation of the controllers, the powers that be, the programmers, whatever you want to call them, the bankers, the Illuminati, Yana, I can, you know, everybody's got a different name for. Them. But seeing their desperation and their their uh, speeding up of. Their uh, agenda of takeover—not only of this plant, this nation, but the planet—because they take over this nation, they're pretty much taken over the planet at that point. Um, the the opposite side of that agenda is hope, but hope is not just a mental or a metaphysical act. Because hope is not just eth- ethereal. Hope is not something that's just out there. Hope is, is a doing and a being. Um, hope is being positive that there is a potential positive and beneficial outcome. Hope is acting in such a way when you see something evil you hope you can do something about it, so you make a decision to do something about it. Once you've observed it and, and got yourself oriented, you you actually do something. You write something. You say something. You tell your neighbor that that is wrong, and and you open their eyes and wake them up. That's what hope is. Hope is not just something ethereal in your head or your heart or your soul. Hope is action. And, and it is a motivation behind action. Uh, we hope that tomorrow will be here. We hope that tomorrow is a better day. Uh, but you're, you're wasting your time with thinking that hope alone uh, in your mind is going to do anything. It will not. So hope begets action. But if you don't have hope, you have no motivation for action. And that's
1: my thoughts on that. Jack, back to you, my friend. Okay. Uh, So I was talking about hope to initiate change, uh, and uh, Philip brought it up about all the weapons in this country. Uh, You know, you can have all the weapons you want at your house. uh, Unless you start organizing into militias, you're a freaking lone guy shooting out his window with an army coming at you You know, it ain't gonna last long man I don't care if you got a bunker or what uh they're just gonna you know th- they'll take it out I mean that's 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 what the military does uh, see Wojima or anything else you know Vietnam uh, or the Russians uh, they, they specialize in taking or out or the bunkers. tunnel
0: diggers in Iraq, yeah, yeah. Israel or Iraq mm-hmm. either one
1: Military Action 101 is to take out a bunker. So don't think you're safe in your bunker. Uh, So you better start organizing into militias. And, you know, uh, of course, the FBI will try to infiltrate those militias. But, uh, you know, at some point, I I, I would hope that the people in these alphabet organizations are going to realize that (laughs) they'll be the first ones to be executed once this insurrection is uh, 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 actually goes off, as, as Phil was saying. Uh,
0: and, and, and it's or a, the
1: invasion, either one. You know, they, they're, coming for, they're coming for you people at Langley. They're coming for you people at the FBI. That's what they'll be coming for. They'll be coming for me. Jack Carter's a dissident. They might make me president of Crossville. I don't know. But... <laughs> <laughs> You people, you better wake up. I don't care who Mayorkas is telling you to do this, to do that. Uh, you know, he's telling you to kill yourself. Uh, figure it out for yourselves, man. Uh, I think some, you probably will at some point, uh, which is where, where hope does come in. I, I think a lot of the military already has figured it out. Uh, but uh, the alphabet agencies, they its They're still following those, like uh, little uh, Stasi soldiers. Well,
0: those who would be fighters in today's world, in the United States, the military-age white males, because they are and have been predominantly the fighters in this nation, are not signing up any longer. The numbers are way down. Okay.
1: First time they've ever dipped below half a million since World War II. And the recruits just aren't walking in the door. I, I mean, you know, uh, they tell you all kinds of benefits you're going to get, but I think Phil could be the first one to tell you good luck getting those benefits when you get out of there, you know. They'll give you a bottle of whiskey and some uh, uh, Vicodin and tell you to go kill yourself. That's your benefits, you know. And, uh, so uh, and people are wising up to that. Uh, this and the people don't want to go fight
0: um, in Yemen. Right, right. What, the fight what, wars for the Jews. What does frickin' enough Yemen this, have to do with us?
1: You know? I'm sitting at my cousin's house. He's watching Newsmax. And, and they're just going on and on about this attack on October 7th. Yes, Roger Moore led an attack of hang gliders on, 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 on Israel. Come on, man. A seven-year-old kid knows that was a false flag. And, and, and you got and my cousin. the a smart man. He's sitting there listening to this shit. Uh, you got to turn that stuff off. You got go to go. You got to start. Well, we've been saying it for years. You got to localize. You got to see who your sheriff is. You got to start town meetings. You got to form militias. Uh, well, you're not going to survive this. I I, 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 to me, I believe the cities are already lost. I think if you live in a city, you're done. You're done. Uh, once they like Phil said, they turn off the water, they turn off the food supply. What are you gonna do? what are you gonna do? you're gonna starve. there's nothing else you can do you ain't even got guns. only the black people got guns you know, white the whites don't have guns in the city uh so you know uh and speaking of blacks, you know like who's gonna who's gonna come out the worst for this? You know the Chinese hate black people, don't you and Any black person who's ever dealt with a chinaman knows that the Chinese despise black people, despise them. Uh, good luck, good luck. Yeah, well, as to the the, the Hispanics. Uh, good luck with this, good luck with this, if you want to just, like, say, oh, whitey, whitey, whitey. Whitey's going to be your best ally, the rural whites. Uh, I think it's time for the rural whites and, and, and urban blacks to join hands, maybe, and come up with a plan to survive this i don't see America living I, I, to, to me I think America's already gone, but I'd like to see Americans still here yeah, when when the smoke clears because a lot of things like as a writer i am appealing to to uh, certain intellect which is not is not something you have in, in a collective uh and so whatever i've written will be a, have been written in vain if this collective which is what what klaus schwab wants in the world economic forum with their fourth industrial Ex- uh, uh revolution which is a euphemism for fourth reich is behind it all uh, right th- you're not I, I, i'm going to be forgotten as a writer so i i, I support i support americans uh but I don't see you doing anything for yourself. You think you're going to vote your way out of this, and Orange Jesus is really going to deport 15 million people when he couldn't even resist Operation Warp Speed. Warp Speed. You got another thing coming. You must be... Uh, you, uh, my cousin, Oh, I hope they don't assassinate Trump. Uh, uh, no, no, Andrew. Trump is their greatest asset. What are you kidding? Assassinate him? They're the ones who put him there. Now, uh... No, uh you, you want to help? You know it's that old, old uh, saying, uh, proverb is beaten to death. And you know, if you want to help, you better start with yourself. Nobody's going to save you. And uh, with that, I'll, I'll turn it over to Phil for the last few minutes because uh, you know I'm really done with this. I'm really done with this. Like I said, the Chinese will probably make me president of the cross. Though I don't even know why <laughs> I'm talking.
0: <laughs> well, let's shift gears a little bit there there is uh, reason to hope because in the hearts uh, and souls of men in the, across the planet humanity there there is a hope for freedom it's just a matter of finding that and working toward that way of, of uh, obtaining the freedom uh, without the evil behind it all I'm gonna shift the gear now uh, we got an email the other day uh, Jack did regarding um, our human website and uh, comments that are, are being replied to uh, folks not getting the emails knowing when somebody replies I'm working on uh, the final stages of getting a program on our server that when someone replies to a comment you make you'll be notified via email if you check the box if you check the box you'll get an email immediately when somebody uh, replies so that you don't have to go back and look through if you reply to 10 different things or or you comment on 10 different things you don't have to look back through all of those you'll have a link right there in your your email that will take you so that you can respond to that individual readily and easily Um, so that that's in the works on the website and uh, I may make some uh, changes to the post notification emails so that that doesn't uh, look so much like the uh, backup site which is substack at this point Um, you know we're doing well uh, as far as I can see Although the uh, the stats of new visitors is is going down, we're staying pretty steady, uh, and and should we start uh, posting again, um, some of the uh, the other authors uh, will probably drive that up a little bit, and and of course Jack is is posting more and better stuff now that he's back from his. Uh, quick trip up to New York City and Long Island. Uh, I wish you all well and uh, keep, keep your eyes open, keep your, uh, your mechanical items well, well lubed up and oiled and be practiced with all of your tools, whatever they happen to be. And uh, we will certainly catch you on the flip side whenever that happens to be. Thanks for listening, folks. Thank you for joining us for today's Conversations from the Porch. We hope you found the content and our discussion enlightening and entertaining. Please join us at jackhartblog.org, that's jackhartblog.org, to continue the conversations in the comments section. Thank you again for joining us today. Please visit the site and sign up for the newsletter to stay informed of all the latest and greatest from Jack Hart and the Jack Hart organization.